Welcome to Mixed Company, bringing the siloed and uncomfortable conversation we have with our friends to the forefront so everyone can participate in the conversation. We say all the things you never would in Mixed Company. Welcome to Mixed Company. Welcome, welcome, welcome back, everybody. Mixed Company episode 30. Woohoo! We are at a full fledged milestone right now. We are 30 episodes deep. Can you believe it, Karina? We're at the big three zero. I mean, from this is your episode. This is my episode. (laughs) I'm gonna claim this episode because I also turned thirty in a matter of weeks. I guess two more episodes from now, and I'll be in tears about where if my twenty's gone. Um, (laughs) But this isn't a bad place to be. Hey, sad to say, Sim's not with us today because Mm -hmm. he's out here doing dope shit on his own on a beach, living life and getting bread. Um, so I'm not going to hate on him, but he'll be missed this episode. Um, however, we actually already got things going. So we have a special guest with us today. Uh, Gina, how you doing? Hi, how's it going? We are good. Um, for those of you that don't know, uh, can you say your last name for me? So I have it right. And I don't mess it up. It's kind of ethnic. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We know all things about being ethnic. So it's all good. It's Gina Salaperto. Salaperto. Gina Salaperto is a friend of the show, um, that we have been kicking it with for a couple of months now. Um, we met at an, event uh, a yes. diversity event a few months ago and we've been in contact ever since yes so she's definitely going to be a great asset to our conversation today we'll get into a little bit more about her background a little later in the show um and it's just nice to have you here you know what this Thank is girl you. power yes. this is the girl this power the girl- episode yes yep. this is oh chill it felt good it just felt real good so, Gina, thank you for joining us. And with that being said, I think we can just go ahead and get into... Actually, no. Do we have any feedback for, from some people? We've actually been in yes. discussion with a few people recently. I don't think anything formal, but thanks to everybody, all of our new listeners. Yes. We have a lot of new listeners. It feels good. And we're going to give a shout-out to minorities in media. They always um, contribute and always have some feedback, so... You know, we have praises on episode 27 and this and our last episodes, which you haven't heard. You need to go on SoundCloud and you need to go on iTunes and take a listen. Right. Don't even ask nobody. Just go find out for yourself. Yes. Um, so, yeah, we've definitely got some new listeners. We have some exciting things going on on our end. Thank you for everyone that's sent a tweet, a Facebook message, a SoundCloud message. Um, an email, high five this in the street. We totally live for your support because sometimes <laughs> yes. we can't pat ourselves on the back enough. <laughs> it's so starting to get all weird. Appreciated. <laughs> all right, so then, yeah, now we can go ahead and get into some dope shit or ain't shit. You all right, I'm going to go first. Cool. So um, I have dope shit this week. Mm-hmm. Um, it's past, but we went to Curl Fest and we saw all... When Michaela and Dave, uh, Angela Davis said Black Girl Heaven. Yes, it was Black Girl oh Heaven. Oh my gosh. Everybody, it was a sea of just curly hair. Talk a hair. little bit about what Curl Fest is, actually. Oh, how do I explain it? So Curl Fest is a festival that features um, influencers, um, vendors. They revolve around natural hair, and it's a celebration of your curls. And you have vendors who, particularly for like, curly hair girls, then you have vendors for shirts, then you have food vendors, and you have this big party, and it ends up being this huge, big picnic, and it's evolved. I remember going to the first one, it was just like, what, like 100 people, and this weekend, it seems like thousands of people, so it's truly, truly one of those things you do in the summer here in New York, they might expand it, but the girls did a good job. Even with the inter- even when crashing the internet, sorry if y'all didn't get a gift bag. I didn't get one. That wasn't my goal. My goal was to have fun. So I loved it. I it honestly great. did. I took great pictures. Shout out to Derek Davis for taking great pictures of me. Derek and my always, always takes great pictures. <laughs> yes. Shout out to him. Gina, have you were you able to see any pictures on social media from Curlfest? And it was Renee Blewett who oh, yep. runs in her shoes blog. Yeah. Nice. She's 
all she over is. it she nice. is it was fantastic it was i think one of my cousins posted um because we were all there together she posted it was afros braids and uh and curls and i was like literally yes it was afros braids and curls oh my i feel like next year is gonna be the year to like be there <laughs> was like, I'm why am i so hair. late <laughs> If we don't tell you, somebody else is going to tell you. But, Gina, you have to go next year. I'm it doing is it. Amazing. Just an amazing moment in Brooklyn. So it's fantastic. Amen. Amen. So <laughs> I'll go ahead and give my dope shit. Aladdin is actually going to be remade as a live film, very similar to the recently released Beauty and the Beast um, starring what's her her money Emma Watson like? Emma Watson, um, and they finally found their leads. Now here's why this is important and why I'm bringing this up on this show where we discuss diversity and inclusion. As you guys know, when it comes to movies and Hollywood, sometimes we take creative expression further than where we may need to be. So I was doing some research and I had read that they were considering. Um, Gosh, why am I? Matt Damon as a possible lead for Aladdin. I um, mean, a couple other no. people. I think Emma Stone for like a lead for Jasmine. And and you no. kind of sit there with yourself and you're like, no. but why? why? But for why? Right? Um, so actually, it looks like it looks like Disney has done their best. According to many people, it's not the absolute best, but I do believe that Disney has done their best to um, cast actors of color to um be, to basically play the characters that we know and love from the movie Aladdin. Um and they've gone ahead and cast this newcomer named Mena Masal um and Power Rangers Pink Rangers star Naomi Scott. Now I'm a Power Rangers fan and I was all about her cuz she played Kimberly and that's nostalgic and Mena is just fine. Like this man <laughs> is just beautiful. He is beautiful with his curls. He can come to Curl Fest with me. Yes. I don't mind. You want to bring my, curl fest? Yes. yes. <laughs> you know, For why not? Carpet. For why not? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but I'm really excited that they were able to find people of color. Um, for those of you asking how uh, how um, the Pink Ranger is is a person of color, uh, apparently her mother is she's biracial, okay. and her father is Scottish, and her mother is Indian. Um, so, I mean, you know what? I'm just here for people being, for there being representation. Not to mention, your boy Will Smith is about to be the genie. I'm just saying, I've been waiting for him to play the right corny role that'll fit his humor again. No, don't look at me like that. Will Smith is corny. And that is what, that is what makes him great. I think that we need to get back to Will Smith from the Fresh Prince. Okay. And that's what he's going to give us his genie. And I'm just here for him in some big baggy pants. That makes sense. Doesn't it make sense? It does. I'm like, oh, I mean, duh. The reason I'm you see me with hesitation is that he has big shoes to fill. He does. Like that's that like that's how we well how I knew Robin Robin Williams. Williams And then after that was like Mrs. Doubtfire. So Well, I'll say that Will Smith and Robin Williams were homies. So Mm -hmm. hopefully that spirit carries on. And I'm just here for it. I'm here for representation. I'm here for making the effort. I'm here for not making excuses as to why you couldn't find anyone of color. And you managed to cast. They managed to cast the uh, the lead characters of a non Eurocentric film or non intended to be Eurocentric film with ca- with uh, actors of color. So I'm here for it. And I'll be watching it. And I'll be singing. Hopefully with. And a, and a magic carpet, whatever. Like I'll be. You'll fine. be singing. It's fine. I'll like, be fine. You you can sing in the movie theater. It's fine. It we, we have to pull some strings to figure out a way to connect you with Mena. Mm-hmm. Listen, that's why you're I mean. here, and I guess we're gonna get into that. <laughs> Gina, do you have anything that you'd like to talk about? I mean, I I guess um, my my little bit of dope shit is just hanging out with some badass ladies last Thursday. Um, Alessandra LaRue, the founder of She Says, it's a network for women in creative, just organize a casual dinner with just incredible, smart, progressive women that are just future forward. And I was like, how do, how do I, how did I get a seat at this table? Yeah, <laughs> They're amazing. Awesome. Um, 
but you know people that are into org design and one woman Jane who runs a fintech company talking telling me all about what it takes to be a woman mm -hmm. raising funds in fintech she's like everything you've heard is true um, we get treated like shit and we don't get any money I'm like <laughs> awesome oh there's um, a theme here <laughs> but the persistence and the resilience and the tenacity and just the confidence that I picked up from these women I was just like all right that's not bad that's that's actually we, we can do it and that's why I've always loved everything that we've ever talked about over the past couple of months right <laughs> I'm like, I feel like it's we been go longer than that right we but, do go I know, that. but you people inspire me so much because to me you're the future society and we give you hope having that conversation coming into this talk tonight I was like yeah let's let's go for it absolutely all right well thank you all for contributing um i hope you know you guys take a lot from dope shit i'm sure we'll have some ain't shit but we wanted to keep it positive this time around um so yeah thank i you. guess we move on to the main topic all right, so for those of you that are listening, this week's topic um, is about making the most of your summer. So we want to revisit networking. Um, I think we touched on this a couple times last summer, actually. Yeah. Um, and even a little bit in our episode with Tasha, Tasha yes. Gilroy. Yes. Um, so essentially, we're getting ready for the summer. Or actually, at this point, we are full-fledged in the middle of summer and counting the days until we are miserable and cold again, right? So this is the perfect time to reconnect with your networking circles. So today we just want to get some, we want to start talking about, or, or rather brainstorming some ideas on how to reconnect with people, continuing to grow our network groups, and just essentially getting some tips for those people that are like myself mm -hmm. and might be a little awkward when you haven't spoken to somebody in a while. Um, and that's why we have Gina here. If anybody, yes. <laughs> so before I let Gina explain who she is and why she's so dope outside of us gushing about her, I will say Gina is definitely a connector within this industry. Um, definitely her mind is always on the who should you know who needs to know you and how can I get you guys to know each other um, and that kind of support is uh, that is if nothing else you need that in this industry in this life in this world to continue to progress and climb ladders so we are so excited to have you here we're excited to have you in our network tell the mixed company listeners a little bit about yourself Oh, crap. <laughs> so, yeah, I've been running this company called Glue for the past seven years. Glue, to me, was about bringing the great minds, great people together under a common cause of, I guess, in the context of advertising, marketing, doing the best work we possibly can and doing it together. Because no matter where we are in our lives, we can't do anything by ourselves. And it has to be with people you can trust and you can count on. You have to give that trust and support maybe firsthand and hope that it comes back. It doesn't always come back, but if you lead with that authenticity, chances are you're going to get some amazing results out of that. So, you know, glue has sort of morphed over the, t over the past few years and taken on many shapes and forms as an independent and I think when I started this whole thing, I, I broke out of the industry because I'm like, well, wait, my job was to hire people or help people figure out solutions to the problems to get to the best work, mm -hmm. just to the get, get to the best work. And I spent a lot of time with people in the day to day, just asking the right questions, figuring out where the pain points were and getting to the solution. And sometimes the solutions were difficult those are difficult choices for companies to make leaders to make and they wouldn't always do them and it's like well shit uh, you know i'm just going to go out and do this on my own and find the people that are as passionate as me and that's that's sometimes a lonely ride because um wow, we know that <laughs> yeah <laughs> But it, yeah, and that's the thing. It's like when you, when you have the vision for like where the future is going, and to me, it was always about what's right for the whole. It wasn't what's right for this one person, and it wasn't a political. It was very egal egalitarian mm -hmm. in an approach because 
we all want to go home. We all want to have a good life. We all want to have fun. We want to go party. We want to hang out with our friends. We want to travel. Whatever it is that makes you al- come alive, mm-hmm. I try to bring that out in people on the day-to-day. Mm-hmm. And if I couldn't do that anymore, like, okay, sorry. you know. And if we don't want to do this as a unit and really, really inspire each other and support each other, this doesn't work. It's this is a nightmare. Yeah, so, yeah. so I know that I guess when I started this officially in 2011, I was sort of like the house cat that got out on the front lawn and we're like, <laughs> yeah, I'm out. And I'm like, Oh shit, what do I do now? Right. Um, and, and it's just been a little bit of a trial and error the whole time. And so it really it's forced me to say, Hey, who's, who shares my values, who cares, who, who's willing to put, their best out and who's willing to really look out for the person behind them because again we have to do make these bigger changes together or else it's not going to happen right so it's it's been weird it's been exciting it's been challenging there's definitely ups and downs but um i wouldn't trade it for anything Mm -hmm. because i'm staying true to myself the whole way around that authenticity is everything yeah i I feel like we preach that here on the Mm -hmm. show and I think that's that's why it felt right to have you on the show as well. Like we just want the realest people to say the realest things, and yes. you may not agree with it, but it doesn't make it less real to that person. And I think that is what makes our conversation special. Yes. So welcome! Yay. Thank you for Thank coming. You. Thank you for coming. All right. So <laughs> as a connector, mm-hmm. that's what we call you. You are you are a connection queen. Yes. Um, Yay. <laughs> <laughs> What would you say your step one is when it comes to reconnecting with people you haven't connected with in a while? Yeah. I think about that all the time because there's so much on my mind constantly. And through that authenticity lens, Mm -hmm. that has to be the first thing. Like, I'm not going to reach out to someone without an authentic purpose. And it could be like, hey, we haven't seen each other in a long time, but I remember running into you at the airport a few years ago, and I just remember something something that, you know, it was, I guess, it's, casual, confident, yeah. and real. Like, mm-hmm. whether I need something from someone or not, you know, I always want to bring, if I need something from somebody, for example, like, I want to bring something to yeah. the table. Right, I yeah. want to I want to be there right up front with hey, I, I want to talk to you about X Y or Z, but I also thought of you because I have this opportunity for you or th- mm-hmm. I want to repay it before I even ask. That's awesome. That's awesome. I think that's something I struggle with oh. off, like often, like even uh like all the time. That's always something I ask. Like, how do you cr- reconnect with somebody that you haven't seen? Because oftentimes especially working in the industry we're busy like Mm -hmm. we are not nine to five people in Mm -hmm. any facet of marketing we're oftentimes like 14 12 hour Mm -hmm. shift 10 hour shift maybe Mm -hmm. a 14 hour shift person so i'm oftentimes only thinking of people when something comes up or i'm like you would be great for this moment but you also don't want to just come out and be like, oh, girl, I know we mm-hmm. haven't spoken in about 13 months. However, here's what I need. Um, you also don't want to reach out. It, it's hard for me to reach out sometimes when people cross my mind because it's like, damn, I don't really have anything that I need, but I don't mm-hmm. want you to think I need anything mm-hmm. either. That's what I do, though, even when I, I think what makes step one easier is that when you make those connections from an authentic place. Because, you know, you've got those people who connect just to connect, maybe passing their cards out mm. like, this mm. is Las Vegas. So <laughs> you when you build out... If you've been out, to Las Vegas, yeah. you know passing out cards is not I, just about I, business. I, I don't <laughs> hand out cards in Las Vegas. <laughs> Speaking about a misconception... <laughs> Tell us more, Karina. <laughs> but, you know, once you... I, I think... When I first met like Felicia Geiger, mm-hmm. she always talked about meeting people from an authentic place, like meet people to meet them and get to know them in an authentic way. Just don't meet someone because of their position or whatever, because you have that connection. 
So when you have to go back to step one and they do cross your mind, it's not weird because you know them from a familiar, friendly place. And it's like, hey, you know, I've done that before. Mm-hmm. I've done like, hey, I, you just crossed my mind, like just saying, hey, how you doing? What's new? And something may happen. You don't know. Sometimes I think you don't, talk, sorry to get religious, but like, you don't know like when God like, put something in your mind to connect with someone. You never know. Right, when it's on your, when yeah. it's on your mind. I think a, a step one for me, once I get over my nerves and myself, which everybody knows that is my biggest hurdle, is just myself, chi-squared, right? <laughs> um, a step one for me, which has been working a lot recently, has just been to reach out and be like, hey, you crossed my mind. Um, that For me, that's as, as authentic as I can get because literally that's all it is. Now, mm-hmm. Not that I've done this to anybody recently that might be listening. But <laughs> if it does happen to be that I need something, the reality is you have crossed my mind. And once we converse, if that opportunity presents itself, then it does make sense to say, hey, I have an opportunity. But yeah, just wanted to throw, throw that out there. What yeah. about you, Karina? I mean, that's what it is. I What I've done lately, because I've been thinking about this episode for a while, because for me, this is my time. Like, summer is it. Summer is when I like to come out of my apartment and I like to talk to people. I want to be out. So I start putting, I started doing this year, like putting a list of people that I haven't spoken to in a while and like, oh, you know, I haven't said, you know, promised that I would keep up with them, but I didn't in the, in the winter or in the fall, like making those lists and just saying, hey, and, and starting off from there. If now it's been like those, like, lesser moments where I need something, I usually just be like, I just want to know your thoughts about it because mm-hmm. I feel, you know, weird. Be like, oh, you only come by when you need something. Like, I don't want to be known for that. I only do that to my dad. <laughs> I only do that to my dad. <laughs> no, it's funny because I have, I started writing lists again, handwriting lists, because I think it, it it's like a the retention. It's a better process to really think about mm-hmm. what, what your intentions are. Yeah. Right. And so now I have, pages of people that I need to reach yeah. out to. <laughs> We're going to have to now set a matrix together to, to sift through it. But yeah, it's, um, for me, I always want to come out with an offer mm. before, before I decide to reach out. What type of offer? Well, just, I like to give first. Okay. rather than ask for something. Mm. And I think, I think um, that's smart. I yeah. think that most people are that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I can visualize and I can identify the people that just ask, ask, ask. Mm-hmm. And it gets really um, redundant and disappointing after a certain amount of time. It's like, really? You don't... Yeah. I mean, I don't mind giving, but it, if it's just a one-way street it's not worth it not worth it so side question like what do you what do you give if you don't know what like you want to reach out to someone but you don't know what to offer like how do you know what to offer for that person well sometimes i mean even a couple of the meetings i had last week i was i just felt really inspired by Mm. and it was thank you whatever what can i do to help you okay how can i help you Mm mm-hmm um, that makes sense, yeah. Because I actually believe in what you're doing. That's good. That's fair. Question for you, just to take a step back uh, a little bit. Like I said, you're a connector. What, I guess, what drives you or what motivates you to connect certain people within your own network so that they can then for, form their own connection and create a separate network? Um, it's funny because I've always been really sensitive to the world around me, um, just the way I grew up and reading the energy in a room and it's in a space and getting so much of a vibe off of people. Mm-hmm. You know, you two, for example, your energy is unbelievable. It's the tequila. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, might, be, might be that gin, which is long gone. Um, <laughs> but it all goes back to the authenticity and the passion. And I remember a friend of mine had told me this story. She, she lost her brother to cancer. Oh. And we do these um, events for leukemia lymphoma. 
which is the cancer he died from. And she met these people at an event, and they had shirts that said, live life with passion and compassion. Mm -hmm. The two things that I look for in people. And I was like, wow, I wish I had that line. I mean, oh, <laughs> right. good line. Can, I just, can I just steal it from that guy? Um, but it, it is. It's, I can see right through that. Uh-huh. Like, I can see the authenticity. I can see the realness. I can see the heartbeat. I can feel that love from people. And it's amazing. And when I see that passion come alive, oh, my God. And then I'm like, I, who do, I'm like, who do I know that needs that energy? Uh-huh. And it just becomes fireworks when I can make those, when I can make those interactions come together. You know, it's, the rest is up to you, but it's like, whoa! It, it's it's it feels so good to to make a real common connection, a real human connection like that. Because it, it's it's less about the work; it's the heartbeat behind it. I agree with that. I think, and, and we've had a side conversation in the past about those soft skills that are more instinct driven Mm -hmm. than they are uh performance driven where certain things just feel right and i i recognize that not everybody works that way not everybody lives their life that way but um it'd be a whole lot cooler if they did (laughs) i mean at least for me right no i mean i said it to you and i've said it to i think i've said it on this show before i don't necessarily believe that i am the smartest person in the world but i do have like a killer instinct just about energy and knowing how to read energy yeah, you do. is a skill that I don't know how to teach people to do but I know that if you do have it it is the thing that'll lead you so being able to like sift out whether or not like you know what it was so dope talking to Gina we need to get her on the show because I know she probably has a message for some people that need to hear it or Karina I know you've been in uh, some meetings off-site with people that it's just like, you know, it's just it's just right for you to to converse and perhaps yeah. it becomes like a friendly consulting moment. Um, you don't, especially in this industry, and I know we, especially on the creative end, we value skill a lot, but if you got good, a good gut instinct, if you, if things just feel right, if you know how to, how to trust your gut and thus far you've maybe only been wrong 0.02% of the time, then that's something that's helpful because I think totally. you can totally help people to like form their own network and inspire them. And being an inspiration to people is huge, powerful, guys. It's powerful. It, it's yeah. it's magic. It's pure it is magic. magic. Maybe that's what when, it is. When, magic. when you connect those dots in the right way, it's mm-hmm. like, wow. You know, I don't want to be a part of the problem. I want to be a part of the solution. solution. Yeah. Uh, in any any capacity in life mm-hmm. and we always talk about not we but like society in general we talk about work-life balance fuck that there's one life that right. we have and what do you want to be known for what do you want to what do you want your legacy to be yeah do you want to be a good person in every sense of the word and what does that even mean for you but those are the things i think about all the time uh-huh. you know like my reputation follows me wherever I go. Right, I've, even I've after made, you're going, right? I've made a ton of mistakes. I've done some things right. I've done a lot wrong. Mm-hmm. But I own it. And it's it's coming with me no matter what. So right. cool, you know? Um, but yeah, yeah, It's so funny that you guys said that because I recently went to a master class sponsored by the Ad Club. And shout out of, to the Ad Club. Yeah. <laughs> Big shout out to Ad Club because that's how I met you. That's oh, true. Yes. That's, that was that event. Yes. <laughs> and they had this wonderful day conference where there was a, like five keynote speakers. And one of the keynote speakers was Shelly Zalis. I can't, I mispronounced her, wrong, her name incorrectly. But she has a column on Forbes. Mm-hmm. And she used to own her company. And, and her yeah. talk was she had a what she calls a heartbeat moment when she wanted to start her own uh, marketing research company mm-hmm. and she ended up selling it to ipsos which is a major Come research on and company make you some money and sell you some business right mm-hmm. but she she was like 
people didn't believe in her. She had, she just had that heartbeat moment. And what she talked about was her key to success was being authentic to herself mm-hmm. and, and, and just how that sparked and using her intuition and how that sparked her success. So everything links together, like whether mm-hmm. it's networking or like, or doing what you really want to do, you've got to be authentic. You got to be real with yourself. You got to be candid. I think that, and then the other word is brave. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's the scary part. Like even as we're talking about networking, um, everybody isn't a social butterfly. Everyone doesn't consider themselves to be a social butterfly. So I get jealous when I go out with friends or I'm even out with you guys and everybody just wants to kick, kick, kick. And I'm like, how do you know what to say to these people? You don't even know them. You also don't really care how their day went. How are you doing this? So like, it's literally, I swear to God, these are the things that go through my head when I watch people network like, really, (laughs) are you concerned? (laughs) But with that authenticity and bringing your, your, your fullest authentic self when you are in a networking situation, do you have any go-to questions, Gina, about like when you are meeting people from the, for the first time or when you want to meet that one person in the room? Well, I totally froze up. I went to a networking event a couple months ago. Um, at Techonomy, and there was a really cool thing about the future of health. Mm-hmm. Like, there was like the president of Johnson and Johnson Innovation. Oh. I'm like, Ooh, wow! I'm like, fuck! I, I totally <laughs> freezed and uh, or froze, freezed, froze. <laughs> I froze. <laughs> <laughs> that was the gin. <laughs> the gin. But I, I, so I froze, and I didn't. I didn't end up approaching him. Um, because there was this certain idea that I had. I'm like, I'm not mm. lateral to a president of a big corporation like that. So what what could I possibly say that would make the right amount of sense? Mm-hmm. So I backed off. But to your point earlier about you know how do you make that small talk in general? In general, if I weren't like literally seeking someone out. If I'm in a room and, and I'm just networking with people, I just look for that commonality. Uh-huh. It's like when you travel to countries in different parts of the world and you're out on the street and suddenly you're a guest of uh-huh. wherever you are. So you have to adapt. Uh-huh. And so I look for that, that minimum That's viable super smart. social connection. You know, I observe all the body language. I observe the the tone of voice, the energy around that person, and figure out like, oh wow, it's really hot today. We could have a laugh about the weather, or like on the most basic terms, or really stressed about something, something that's going to open up the conversation in a in a natural way. Uh-huh. Because at the end of the day, we're all human beings. We're all the same species of animal mm-hmm. on this planet. <laughs> right. There's got to be something that there's, we can connect on. There's yes. so, there's always something basic. And, you know, you could take an extreme circumstance by leaving a Western culture entirely and going to another part of the world where you don't know the language, you don't mm-hmm. know the culture at all. And that that's the most basic way to connect is just hungry, hot, sleepy, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So I start there, and then I can kind of level up right, as I need to. Respond makes sense. Nice. I love how you said where it's like likening it to. I I actually never considered that. Um, it's it's a lot like when you travel and being able to connect with people in a different country. I've been told that like with the group of friends that I travel with, I'm a completely different person when I travel. Um, I'm friendlier apparently, Ooh. and I talk to strangers, and <laughs> I'll have conversations with Very strangers nice. for long. I'm a whole different person, and it's true. When I'm home, I'm I'm more guarded. But like, I guess it to me it now makes sense based on what you said to like dropping those guards because you have no leverage. When I travel, I feel like I have no leverage. Mm. I don't have a choice but to make a friend mm. because mm-hmm. if I need somebody to send the smoke signal to Sonya and Ricky <laughs> and let them know that I need them to fly in, like this is taken four. 
you know, like, <laughs> you have to make friends. And I guess there's that idea where you do have to drop your guard and allow yourself to connect with somebody on a basic level. Mm-hmm. Um, even though some people are really superficial, and I've been told before, I don't like to talk about the weather because I just feel like there's more that we can talk about as humans. Well, maybe I just don't really need to talk to you. Like, I, this was a mistake anyway. But for everybody yeah, else. Yes. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> That's the vibe else, you're giving. That might, that might, that clearly is a good way to segue into an icebreaker and, and make an initial connection. Mm, yes. Um, so with that, I think there's also this idea of like what's next. After step one is your step two, right? We've we've connected, we've reconnected, and now we need to do something. We need to meet, we need to get on a call, we need to go yeah. to a fitness class. What does that generally look like for you both um, as you are going through this process of networking and bringing yourself essentially from the back of one's mind to the front? Whatever makes it easier. I think I met up with my old boss and he lives in um, Westchester. So I didn't want to choose any places. Like this is a very tactical thing. I didn't want to choose any places that's out of his way because he already lives far away. So I'm like, wait, you're at a dope place. Your agency has a rooftop. Let's just order pizza and one of us brings pizza, one of us brings drinks, and we just had there. That's cute. And he was like, this was the best idea ever. <laughs> and we had a great conversation. Um, we ha- and I, I, that taught me a lesson, like do whatever is easier. Like you're there to meet and to make a connection and build your network, build your friends. You're not there to, you know, be fancy and drink it up. Maybe you are. Maybe that's how y'all connect. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you want to make it easier for, because that's your, to me, it's your guests. You want to make it easier for your guests, you know, to meet up it's with them. Sort of a fancy term for that is behavioral economics. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, because I do, I do the Teach same. Me, Gina, no, Teach me, Gina. I wish I could. Um, no, but it, it is, this is a similar idea of what's the purpose of that? meeting or reconnection where where are we geographically because that is a big deal and what what's out of the the third piece is like what's that cultural experience that you want to have and create because mm-hmm. that to your to your point meeting on the roof deck that makes total sense you said you, it and i was like shit yeah. why haven't i done that yet <laughs> yeah but knowing that it's like oh i'll i'll cast and curate the the perfect location for that interaction mm-hmm. that's convenient for everybody. Mm-hmm. And usually because I live uptown in the triple digits, <laughs> then I'm like, how about Union Square? Because everyone yeah. can go there. Everybody I can mean, get every, to somebody's Union every, Square. Yeah. Everyone can get to Union Square. And maybe I'll go a little bit further out of my way, but I always try to create, a sp- create an environment mm-hmm. that's really nice for people and just smooth and easy. I've actually, yeah, I think both of those, convenience is key. Convenience is also key for me, um, just in general. Like, I want people to feel like I'm not trying to stunt their, stunt on them by saying, listen, you actually have to meet me at my apartment because I'm not going anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, you definitely want to meet in the middle. But I've also, uh, I also like to take people to places that I've told them about, Mm. Um, especially if it's, if it's, efficient economically efficient if like you know if if we're balling that day we might go somewhere classy but i like to take people to places that i've told them about um to show them an experience because to your point earlier about giving something to people i'm also keen to give people an experience i want you when you come to this place or when you suggest this place to somebody else to also think about me because in my mind um, of narcissism and just all <laughs> around insecurity, I feel that the next time you come to this place, you might hit me up and let me know, hey, I was just here and I had a great time again. Um, and that way we're able to keep conversation. And that has worked quite a few times as well. So that's a that for me, when it comes to like choosing the best place to meet, the experience is key. Some place that I've talked of and hopefully the chef is on point that day or the burgers are popping. Um, and as long as it's close it's so that we can all get home, whether right. we're tired or extremely drunk, like, yeah. that's important. And yeah, like, no matter how much money you weigh, I, here's how I say it, no matter how much money you make, everybody appreciates cheap. So, you know, like, yep. you're there to have a conversation. <laughs> Don't, Don't tell me with a cheap good time. 
<laughs> like don't go to a concert like you're there to connect like you're there to it's not network. sales this is networking and, yeah and, and adding people to a personal space within your world right and if you're awkward like i'm awkward so like i'm gonna go to somewhere i'm comfortable so i will be less awkward like it's also why I take people chance. to my dungeons. <laughs> I'm in control. Because <laughs> even like I remember being on dates, oh and I like I hate dating. Me but too. Dates have never made sense to me. It's like when you go to the movies, and I'll, on your first date, like you hold my hand through the whole movie. I'm like, no. You don't, no the no. worst is when somebody no. tries to kiss you at a movie. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's awful. dark. So like you're not ready for it. You weren't yeah. prepared, and it's just your whole face is just. It's, it's just a lot. It doesn't make any sense. You're just it's watching stupid. a movie with a stranger. You're not getting to know them at all. And then, like, you're no, sitting... you're seeing the new Aladdin way. film <laughs> with Meta. <laughs> <laughs> fantasizing about what like, could be. know each other <laughs> already. <laughs> but for real, like, it's weird. Like, uh, you're there to get to know someone. So, you know, if you're going to sit in a dark room for an hour and a half watching a movie, that's... You're not going to get... You just wasted an hour and a half of time where you could have got to know each other. Mm. So, you know, when you choose your place, like, choose place that you're comfortable with, that the other person will also be comfortable with, and have a conversation. Yeah, it's really about bringing the best out of the dynamic, right. whatever it is. Because if, right. if it's business, that's one thing. If it's social, it's another thing. If it's dating, that's a totally other deal. Yeah. So no sex dungeons. That's no, unless that's what everybody's what into. That they're like, are you doing? <laughs> unless that's what they're into. I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't it, know. It could happen. <laughs> Listen, I've had meetings in weirder places. Believe that. So <laughs> I was joking, but somebody listening is not joking when they hear it. You know, yeah, it's like, like last comment. Like the weirdest thing is I connected with someone who I actually had an interview with. She didn't hire me, but we always. We're not gonna hire well, you, but we should totally me. be friends. But we always, <laughs> we went around the same network, and we I would always see her. She'd always see me, and she was like, "Let's you have don't a side eye her." Let, no, because oh. like I don't know if she, you people, this world, this ad world is everybody goes everywhere. So anyway, that's funny. The the circle gets real small, right? <laughs> so we always, I always said hi. You know, how are you? I can, you know. I got hired somewhere else, you know, it's That's all good. True. So, you know, she finally told me why they didn't get to hire me. And I was like, oh. that's fine. Like everything happens for a reason. Like everything, I'm good. You know what? That is God. That's true. Everything and, does happen for a reason. And now I'm going to a concert with her like later. She this paying summer. for it? No. She's <laughs> oh, y'all are real friends. <laughs> y'all are just real we friends. we are going out. <laughs> all right. Like how weird is this? This is someone who I interviewed with. Yeah. And now this person's part of my network. I don't like, know if my, my pettiness can like subside long enough to go to a concert, but <laughs> no, hearing your testimony makes me believe I need to really check myself because I could be missing out on a great concert. <laughs> <laughs> you a person, a person. <laughs> well, I actually I met a guy last week at a production meeting. It's like you know, like I know that guy. I interviewed with him like twelve years ago. Oh wow! And I was like. I'm like, hey, Chris. I'm like, <laughs> we met a long time ago, and you didn't hire me. <laughs> He's like, I can't I... believe you remember. But um... <laughs> I'm just making sure you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was. It, it ended up being cool. Like, I, it. Every moment in time, it like it doesn't matter because it's just it's a matter of circumstance and time and space. Yeah what our energy is giving out, what other people are looking for. It's so confusing. And to your point earlier, we're talking about the soft skills that we all have, or some of us have and some of us don't. Those are becoming more important now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That social and emotional intelligence, those cues that you look for. So even what we were just talking about, creating that perfect space to meet somebody, yeah. only a certain amount of people think about that stuff. Because empathy, I think it, Simi talks about it a lot. Uh, he brings up empathy uh, as being a, a key factor and even a skill when it comes to surviving in this industry. Oh, my God. And Absolutely. I feel like when I talk to a group of people, one group of people about empathy, 
a lot of people will shrug it off as like, oh, you know, oh, sensitive, all oh, your feelings, oh, that's not important. <laughs> and granted, like, it's a lot easier to not deal with feelings. However, if you're, I, I truly believe it, and, and especially like conversing with Eugenia and obviously being on the show, Karina, like, there is, like you said earlier, a magic in being able to trigger people's not just trigger their emotions for negative, but also understanding how to utilize the emotion that you inevitably have. Like at any given moment, you are in a state of emotion. For sure. You are feeling something at any given point. And if you know how to receive that and use it to not just use against people, but also use for the benefit of both or all parties involved, how do you lose? Yeah. Well, yeah. actually, I don't. I don't even think about it as using it against. I flip whatever energy. If it is negative energy, mm-hmm. I flip it to a positive. Absolutely. Like how you know how are we gonna take this and get and get to and get to someplace better? I gotta get there. That's what uh, I'm trying to get. That's, that's what, what I'm that's, trying to learn. Hmm. That's some new <laughs> stuff. I gotta learn that one. Try it. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it's practice. Energy gotta be in the corner. It's, it's, <laughs> It's super hard practice, but it's like, well, wait a second. Where are we going? Mm-hmm. Where is this conversation mm-hmm. going? Where Where is this dialogue going? Where is our unit going? If it, you're talking about working with a team or a company, what what path are we on? Are we all clear about that? Because yeah. if we're not, then things go sideways. Absolutely. All over the place. But having that line of vision, and I know you two have that, Mixed company definitely has that line of vision of where the future. We're just needs sensitive, to be. man. <laughs> but we're just it, over here real angry in our know, feelings. feelings. <laughs> but I think we're <laughs> <laughs> like real angry after a long day's work, just but, in our feelings. But but sensitivity is one thing, and and you know people talk about empathy as just being sensitive, and what it there's sometimes tends to be a negative connotation to that, mm-hmm. and but it's not. It's not. It's, a it's not at all. It's a it, superpower. It's the ability and capacity to understand, put yourself in someone else's shoes and truly understand what that person is experiencing enough so that you can move them from a bad place to a good place or a sketchy place to a clear mm-hmm. place, like whatever it is. Um, I see it as a incredible, positive mm-hmm capability and we can learn it we can build up that skill some of us don't inherently have that but you can learn it mm-hmm. but that's, yeah and i think i've learned i mentioned that on previous shows that that's what drives good work mm-hmm. i agree you. i agree 100 percent. yeah like if you if you think that you can do all the marketing research in the world doesn't mean you're going to have a successful campaign i mean think about this coca-cola failed in marketing research Everyone fails, but Everybody everyone does. fails in market research because when you, granted, data is important, uh, process is important, um, anything that you can read out of a book is is important. However, I don't believe um, the emotional equity is. I don't think people revere it as much as they should, mm. um, because it's. It's a real thing. It's not tangible, but it's real. And if you know... Yeah, you can't write it on a piece of paper. You know, like, it's... If you know how to step inside of her... It's like the really awkward scene in Ghost. And I'm going back because I know everybody's mama did not make them watch Ghost. But I'm talking Patrick Swayze and... It was a good movie. You went danger, girl. When... Patrick Swayze steps into Whoopi Goldberg's body and he's basically taking her over and she's basically able at the end of the day to save the day because he had to step into her body. He had to feel, she had to feel what he was feeling. He had to feel what she was feeling in order to get to me more to do what mm. they needed her to do for us to have a happy ending, right? Period. If you haven't seen it, you should watch it. I'm just saying it's a classic. Boom. But it is important to be able to understand perspective and understanding perspective isn't just about uh, reading and and memorizing and re- and and educational retention. It's also about okay. All that aside, what do you really want? How do you feel? What's gonna make you happy? Because mm-hmm. even though we're all trying to get uh, the best quality of product, we all really just want to be happy. 
So how do I get you as close to your happy goal without sacrificing my own? And how do we walk away from this interaction where we actually want to have this interaction again in a different form? And I think all of that is in networking. That empathy is super important because that is the goal. I want you to want to, I want you when you think of me to say, I want to have that interaction I have with that person one more time and then another time and then another time. And you know what? I actually want you to have this interaction with other people I know because you're just so goddamn good at it. And I think that's important. That's definitely a big part of it. It is. And I think a lot of people like get scared about that Mm -hmm. because it requires effort. It does. You can't just sit on the couch for this one, y'all. But uh, like, <laughs> but sorry. I mean, I'd rather spend an extra fifteen or twenty minutes having a, an authentic conversation with either one of you, for example, to figure out what the right solution is. Mm-hmm. Like, what's there's a problem here, or there's an opportunity here. How do we figure this out? Mm-hmm. What else do you need? And it and it is how that how can I help? And that is the number one question we all have to start asking a little bit more because if you you're asking how can I help, you're inviting someone into a conversation. So that was actually going to be my final question. Um, what are a what is a question or some questions that you would suggest somebody have in their back pocket as a conversation starter or an icebreaker? when they're networking or reconnecting? Anybody can answer. So, I mean, there's, I mean, I'm now like scripting out a whole (laughs) dialogue of circumstances, but how can I help is one of the number one Uh um, door openers. You know, it, it could be, you know, I just spoke about an opportunity that I discovered last week and I'm like, whoa, I want to work with these guys. Uh What can I do to help facilitate this conversation? That was the the last question I gave them. Like, I like you guys. I want to do something to get, can we do that? Um, Just a simple one of like, what have you been up to? It's been a long time. What's what's going on? You know, I, Americans get flack so much for saying, like, what do you do for work? Mm. And we do sound like assholes when we do that. But, um, the, I mean, we are. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. But there's something cool about asking that, though, because you can peer into a little bit of the mindset of that person, depending mm-hmm. on what it is they, they do and the way they talk about it. And then... It, asking that type of a question isn't necessarily wrong either because that's a good chunk of your life you're working so you have to have some level of confidence or coherence in what you're doing on a day-to-day basis and you can kind of temperature gauge where somebody's energy or effort level is you can tell if someone's really excited about what they're doing or really passive about it right and reading those those engagement oh, levels yeah them. what yeah. matters and because that's tough to go in and say hey well what's your purpose in life <laughs> what matters to you what are your causes Why did you get out of bed this morning right? <laughs> so tell what me what what uh, gets you out of bed <laughs> what keeps you up at night i mean those are I'd, I'd punch Doesn't myself. Run away. Like, I would no, punch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, no. Believe it or not, I have asked someone that. <laughs> <laughs> I was, of course. What yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I went to a, a director's um, event mm-hmm. and I literally said, like, what keeps you motivated? Because a lot of these directors are entrepreneurs. Like, you know, they're only good as their like, last work. And they know that. So this guy, he developed the idea for the drones at the Super Bowl for the Lady Gaga concert. And Mm -hmm. I was like, so what keeps you motivated? And he was like, I know that I have to work. And I was like, that's real. (laughs) But he was so cool. It could have been awkward. Like, asking someone's purpose is weird. (laughs) It's super weird. But I think there are roundabout ways to do it. And there's always, like, for me, there's a little bit of a casual... Um, dotted line that gets to those questions and you know it's what have you been up to have you traveled have you done this have you done that and 
and I'll build off of some of those answers. Right. Mm, yeah. So if someone said, yeah, I just came back from vacation and I went to Paris. Oh, yeah. did you go here? Did you go there? What, what, why were you there? Yeah. And really dig into it. But I also like storytelling and mm-hmm. creating unique experiences. So if I'm not in a really dynamic space, for example, you know, I try to create that dialogue that's, I want to hear what, what makes someone tick. Uh-huh. No matter what, I want to I want to find that spark. I want to find that passion source. So I'll dig around until I can get that. That's very unique to me. Uh-huh. I don't expect everyone to go on um, a Where's Waldo kind of <laughs> adventure. Like shit. Like how do I get here? But oh, man. that's super intense. But there are some basic ones like you know what's going on. What have you been up to? adding on to that saying like well yeah I've done these types of events lately and maybe we've run into the same people and you just try to make those correlations and connections um so I absolutely suck at small talk but I do recognize that those questions like what have you been up to have you traveled those are those are gateway questions one question however that I have been asking a lot lately which I find has become my secret weapon of a question, um, and actually started off a little selfishly, uh, is I've been asking people specifically within the industry, how many times did you think about quitting? Ooh, I like that. Um, and I just started asking it one late night while I was at a, a, a private function with some super impressive people. Um, and I was like, I wanted to ask a question that I knew they were going to remember me by. Mm-hmm. Probably one of the smartest things I've done in the last few months. Um, and one person who is, shit, probably, not even probably, one of the chief marketing people, like the, the, the main people in charge over at, at um, I don't want to disclose a whole bunch, but one of the main people in charge is at, at one of the largest brands connected to Apple, I'll say, oh, wow. right now. His response was even better, and that's what I looked for. I asked him, how many times did you want to quit? You've been doing this for about 25 years. Now, how many times do you want to quit? He said, well, the better question you should have asked is how many times did I decide to stay? That's right. Ooh. Right, and and I heard the a boop in my head, and I was like, well, he let me have it. But I will say, everybody that answered that question, they took a minute before they started to respond, and they truly thought about it. So, like, we, we've been discussing uh, authenticity a lot, and I respect authenticity, and it's that moment where I can see you actively looking, not for the right answer, but for the real answer, that mm-hmm. that kind of shifts me into gear where I'm like, okay, now I'm comfortable. Yeah. Now I know how to, I know how to have this conversation because everything you're about to say is some real soul searching, soul searching responses. And I'm going to give you the same. And when we walk away from here, even if I haven't, if, even if I don't see you in three years, I know that this question is the question you're going to remember. And I know that that answer you're going to give me, I'm going to be able to, to recount it to you. Because what you're about to say is the realest shit you ever twoked. Mm. Past tense of tweet. And I made that so I, made I that like twoked. <laughs> I made that up. But like I think I think it's really important for me. I've started to develop like core questions that I actually need answers to to ask people in an effort to create a memory bank. I don't want you to forget me. I don't want you to forget uh, I don't want to forget you. Um, and I also want to walk away from this conversation if we never meet again with information that I find I found valuable in you as well. Mm-hmm. So that's been the one I've been pulling out of my pocket. Well, it's, right. it's like right in there with why do you do this? Right. And I love that because to your point, it could be a paycheck. Mm-hmm. We've all tried to run away. <laughs> We've all tried to run away. Just keep calling me back. I mean, <laughs> just keep calling me back, but it's been great. I still think about the the greasy spoon that I'll have at a seaside town where I'm just flipping pancakes and pouring coffee every day and just chatting with people. Oh, wow, it's true. Yeah. Well, 
Gina, thank you so much for joining us today. This conversation, as always, it gives us the feel goods. You've been a fantastic stand-in. Uh, I hope so. For our missing yes. host, Simeon. And it's been great to just have some just some, some girl love on the show for 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 a day. Um, we hope you visit us again. We did, I, did I sound too matronly and old? No. no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I, don't, I don't think so. Um, but definitely please come back, tell people about us. No doubt. Um, we, I know we have a lot more for us all to collaborate on in no the near future doubt. and the far future. Yes. So this is just, it's just been great knowing you. Thank you for the inspiration. Thank, Thank you, you for your inspiration. It goes around and around and around. <laughs> all it's the all... energies. So um, good. And with that, you guys know we get good energy from y'all listening as well. Um, please continue to listen to the shows. Please continue reaching out to us. As you know, you can follow us on the Instagram and our Twitter at Ask Mixed Company, uh, at Ask Mixed Company. Mm-hmm. You can also shoot us an email if you want to send us more than 140 characters in an image at AskMixedCompany at gmail.com. And we're also on Facebook at Mixed Company Podcast. Yes. Um, so we look forward to hearing from you guys. We look forward to bringing you more to hear yourselves. And with that, we are out. Bye. Bye. Bye.